Philippians 2, verses 1 to 4. If then there is any encouragement in Christ, any consolation from love, any sharing in the Spirit, any compassion and sympathy, make my joy complete. Be of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord and of one mind. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility regard others better than yourselves. Let each of you look not to your own interests, but to the interests of others. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. What a beautiful advice for all of us. Regard others better than yourselves. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit. Look not to your own interests, but to the interests of others. Let us uh, reflect on that a little bit. What a great advice. I think this is what we are supposed to uh, live with. If we keep this advice, uh, the world we we live in will, will become a better place. Obama, in his speech for the nuclear uh, renegotiation with Iran, said, at the end, the world will be a safer place. Safer world? The better world? That's what we want. If we take Paul's advice seriously, I think our, many of our relationships will become quite better. We know we live in a fragmented world where all the relationships are kind of shattered and broken. And I realize that we do not really keep Jesus' advice or Paul's advice. We are tremendously influenced by the world unconsciously without even realizing, that, uh, re- realizing how much we are controlled by the ethos and then thinking uh, of the world. Uh, as Joshua uh, shared, uh, that, you know, the working 12, 15 hours, so you really think about, what, do you, what, what are you living for? We are very much influenced, and we have to understand how, we have to understand how much we are influenced by the world. We cannot just let the world influence us. Uh, I think the world uh, we live in is controlled by the power. Everything is based on the power. What is the power? I don't think it's just political power. For example, how rich are you? Or how popular are you? Or how well-educated are you? Or how well you're doing with your career? Or how attractive uh, you are? What race you are and what gender you are? All these things make up personal power. And then we live based on the power that we have accumulated for ourselves. And we try to build relationship with others with the power that you have. 
That's why sometimes you try to accumulate this power so that you can have an upper hand in your relationship. Then you look down upon those who are less powerful and you're very nice to those who are as powerful or more powerful than you are. You know, my friends, intrinsically, the power has a desire to control and even control even in our relationships because we are so deeply entrenched in the power-hungry world that we do that with each other too. Even among couples, they are constantly uh, have power struggle uh, between uh, each other. Even with friends, there is power struggle. People who are enslaved by the power try to put others under you, under your control, and they don't even know that they are doing it. They have this automatic assumption that I'm better than you. Automatic assumption that I'm better than you or I should be better than you. No matter what, I'm better than you or I should be better than you. They aren't even aware of this assumption. Whether you're religious people or uh, in other uh, areas, uh, people use that. Even religion, they use that to have upper hand. I'm better than you, at least in my faith, in my spirituality. From that, all kinds of prejudice begin, don't you know? Racism, sexism, ageism, classism, and elitism, and you name it. No matter how worthless a person may look, if we cannot uphold that person's human dignity, I think that's corruption. That's corrupted thinking. No matter how shabby and how pathetic this person may look, if you cannot uphold that person's human dignity, you are already corrupted in your thinking. Whether that person is a strong person or a weak person, or waitress in the uh, restaurant, or students in the, uh, 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 the airplane, no matter who that is, they all deserve your respect. And they all deserve that you give them human dignity. St. Paul said, regard others as better than yourselves. I, I think that's a remedy. This is so against the culture stream, culture trend of our society. We want to be, I want to be better than you. Always. I work so hard so that I can be better than you. But Paul said, regard others as better than yourself. That is so against the stream of our uh, modern thinking. But I think that that's a wisdom. I, I believe that that's a truth. And I, I think I believe that that is something that we need to hold on to. How can we regard others better than yourselves? It is hard to do. Because whenever we try to do that, we feel miserable. 
When you consider other people better than you, you feel miserable. Is Paul telling us to live with this miserable feeling? I don't think so. Paul is saying that even when you regard other, others better than yourself, you don't need to feel miserable. That's not what should make you feel miserable. It's, it's the way how you see things, the world and your relationship with others. You know, when others do well, we have these two contradicting uh, kind of uh, feelings and emotion uh, within us. On the one hand, we are very happy for them. If their children are uh, you know, going to Ivy school or if their children are uh, doing wonderful uh, job and then uh, if they're doing very well and then you're really happy for them. But on the other hand, you wonder, what have I, what have I been doing all this time? They achieved so much and then... Hmm, Look at me. I have done only this. Right there, if you are not careful, you fall into self-pity and you start feeling miserable. Or let us consider a totally different scenario. Let's say you feel that obviously you are better than the other person. You know, in terms of your, I don't know, singing ability or in terms of your look, you think, or... In terms of uh, whatever, you obviously think that you're better than the other person. How can I consider the other person better than myself? Do I fake it? Just say that, oh, you're better than me? Do I fake it? I mean, Paul said, in humility, consider others better than yourself. Not in false humility. We know false humility so well. We are fooled by false humility so many times. So we are not fooled by false humility anymore. So regarding others as better than yourself is not about comparing you with others and see who is better. It is our attitude towards all other people. It doesn't matter who the other person is. We always, whether that person is a child or poor and powerless, you always consider them as better than yourself. You put yourself under that person. What, do you, what is that called? When you put yourself under other, other people. What is that called? Huh? Servant. Exactly. That's what servant mentality is all about. He says in four verses you read, and then from verse five, he said, have same attitude as Jesus. And then he showed what Jesus did. Who, though he was in the form of God, did not regard equality with God as something to be exploited, but emptied himself, taking the form of a slave or servant, being born in human likeness and being found in human form. Paul boldly declares that Jesus 
took the form of a servant. I think that's a radical statement. Our Lord, the Son of God, took the form of a servant. As Jesus became servant to save the world, to make the world a better place, Jesus asked us to be a servant. That is the way of disciples. That is our journey. Our journey is not towards the power to dictate and control other people. Our journey is a journey to the servanthood where we put ourselves under others and then serve them. That's what our journey is all about. We are not the people. We are Christians. We are not the people to rule, but to serve. This is our philosophy. This is our principle of living. This is what Jesus said. You know that among the Gentiles, those whom they recognize as their rulers lorded over them, and their great ones are tyrants over them. But it is not so among you. But whoever wishes to become great among you, you must be servant. And whoever wishes to be first among you must be slave of all. For the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life a ransom for many. My friends, this is the core of the gospel. There are many uh, good things in the Bible, but that is a core of what we believe, core of the gospel. If you lose this core of the gospel, you lose being a Christian. If we lose this, we don't know what it means to follow Jesus Christ. If you're still trying to rule over other people and conquer other people, whether, whether personally, nationally, or globally, then what we are doing is not a Christian living. And that's what's going on in the world right now. So we have to sometimes go against the stream of this world. Don't blindly follow what the world does. Stand strong, even though that is against the stream. People who do not think like that are corrupted in their thinking. They fell into the futile thinking, and with futile thinking, you cannot do God's work. My friends, Regard others as better than yourselves. When you deal with other people, look at yourself. Do you have this automatic assumption that I'm better than you because I'm a man or because I'm a white or because I'm uh, more educated or because I'm more powerful and because I'm more uh, richer? Automatically you assume that you're better than the other person, catch it. You're influenced. You're influenced by the world's thinking. 
Regard others always better than yourselves. Be kind to them. Be kind. Before they greet you, you go first and greet them. Be nice to them. It doesn't matter who. Always treat other people as though you are their servant. Only strong people can do that. Like Jesus. Only strong people can do that. Weak people, they try to pretend that they're stronger. But confident people, the powerful, real strong people can kneel down and serve other people. We are not the slave of power. We are the servant of love. We are not blinded by, uh, by the power, but we are awakened by the love. We don't build relationship based on power, but on love. We are born again. We are born again by Jesus' love. We are born again by Jesus' teaching. The first thing about being born again is to be a servant. That's the first thing. And that is the essence of our life. So when you have lots of power, be careful. Don't make yourself greater than others with that. Rather, use that humbly to serve other people and to serve God. Just that's why you are working 12 to 15 hours. Not just to accumulate power, so that with that power, you can serve other people. That's the essence of spiritual living. Let us sing together. moments of reflection this time without realizing have we become a slave of power and so many times we feel insecure because we don't have enough power or because we have so much power we have become arrogant let us pray that we are not slave of power we are not servants of power we are servants of love so let us pray that may God fill us so that we may truly become servants of love to serve other people and God.